Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to episode season five, episode 14. Episode Everything. season. That was a little uh, clunky, but we're, we're here. We're at the penult- penultimate episode of the season. Oof, oof. We sound so serious. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> we're taking a turn. Yeah, no more fucking around. Yeah. So, what happened last week? Tell us. I will. Mackenzie Dern lost a decision to Marina Rodriguez. With an R. But a huh. But it's pronounced Rodriguez. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically the only fight from last week kind of that we kind of care about, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess the only one we really talked about. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you put this in the show notes and I just wanted to say something I thought that was really interesting. I, I didn't tell you, you this. So while we were watching the fight, uh, Mackenzie Dern got... Marina Rodriguez in a crucifix from Turtle. So she was like on top. Turtle, turtle. And basically had Rodriguez's arms trapped with her legs and then her other arms trapped with her arms and she was beating her from there. Eek. And she went for a slick arm bar from there. That's like low percentage, but like you could catch people with, her, uh, with it when you're there. Uh, but I never really learned that. And then my next jujitsu class, my uh, normal instructor wasn't there because of fucking traffic. <laughs> so we had this other black belt who uh, is really fucking awesome. Her name is Bridget. And she showed that submission from there. And then I was like, what the fuck? That's incredible. So I drilled it. It was super cool. And I told her, I was like, do you watch the UFC over the weekend? And she was like, no, I don't really w- watch like regularly, I guess. And uh, she didn't even know that that was a thing. So I thought that was fucking awesome. Perfect timing. The only other thing worth mentioning is the Fury and Wilder fight, but that's coming up in the top three, so I don't need to tell you anything. Instead, why don't you tell everyone what's happening this week? All right, so UFC has another weird card before the fire really starts, uh, but <laughs> we this is an earlier one, too, and we found... Uh, remember last week it was like even earlier it started at one o'clock yes i didn't put two and two together that it was so early because they just didn't want to compete with fury wilder duh. Duh, duh, duh. so this week we have aspen lad jim miller andre Olovsky, and sajara eubanks uh they're all on the card so i'm excited to see all of them and see what happens aspen lad missed weight what like blah 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 oh we'll get to that later <laughs> jim miller been around forever i think this is his retirement fight is it? I think so. Oh, man. Jim Miller's a fucking OG. So prelims start at 4, and the main card's at 7. Bellator is also Saturday night and starts at 7 p.m. It should actually be one of their better cards in a while, and it's the start of the light heavyweight Grand P. Grand P. <laughs> Grand Prix. Uh, so Champ Vadim Nemkov is fighting. Ryan Bader is fighting Corey Anderson, which I'm excited to uh, watch. Yeah. And Benson Henderson is fighting Brett Primus. Um, also, Carl... Albectrin <laughs> is on the card and he may actually have the worst official picture. It's so dang creepy. I didn't add that to the show notes, but I looked up the official picture and... Uh, Do you agree? Man, I I, I guess I w- the first word wouldn't, say, wouldn't be creepy. It wouldn't be creepy. But, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe we looked at different pictures. I'm looking at... He looks like an no, evil sage Northcutt. official picture. You're looking up Google Images. That's not his official picture. I'll have to post it so 
not only everyone who listens can watch can look at it you can look at it too. okay thanks yeah i'm not gonna look it up right now <laughs> all right so since it's been another snooze fest of a week we're not gonna be a, a five round fight we're only gonna be a three three round fight so here's the top three All right, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder rounded out their trilogy in freaking stunning fashion. It was such an exciting fight. Uh, Tyson Fury won via 11th round knockout. Uh, I watched it with a bunch of cops, (laughs) (laughs) which is interesting, Uh, but everybody was really cool. The first trilogy, uh, it's the first trilogy that I've been super invested in and have seen all three fights like live. I was actually at the first fight. I mean, we've talked about this at the podcast like a million fucking times Mm because this podcast started shortly after that um but i was at the first fight live with my brother and then we watched the second fight together live in my brother's basement on tv and then uh third with his uh cop friends it's heavyweight boxing at its best uh deontay wilder came out early with body shots uh just like relentless and he looked like he kind of changed up his strategy good so i was like damn i was nervous because after all this bullshit and we talked about it last week uh with all his excuses after the second fight man i'm just like a tyson fury fan at this point and i wanted him to whoop his ass uh but damn like freaking wilder came out hot i got nervous and then (laughs) fury adjusted wilder abandoned his plan which was kind of weird uh and fury just really picked him apart it went back and forth there was uh four knockdowns during the entire fight uh two for wilder and two for fury scary eventually fury knocked wilder out uh it was just a super exciting edge your seat type stuff and i honestly can't wait to watch it again a lot of people since then have come out and been like well it's not really the fucking best back and forth trilogy because fury's like won so many of the rounds and stuff and out of 30 mm-hmm. rounds he's won like 25 and all that stuff so okay it might not have been competitive but that's part of the story of the fight is that wilder could knock you out at any time he has that right. much power and he has like gotten really close to knocking out fury but Fury's just a better boxer right and Regardless, like Deontay Wilder was never beaten before. Tyson Fury is the only one who beat him ever. And so that's already like incredible. Yeah. And I guess that's why Deontay Wilder is such a, not even like a sore loser, just a bad loser because he hasn't had to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. You know? All right. Fair. Fair. Um, so moving on. And back to MMA, number two on our top three is Aspen Ladd. You might remember a few weeks ago, George said he was excited to see Aspen Ladd fighting, but then she had some weight troubles and didn't fight that week. But now you may have listened in our little rundown at the beginning. She's fighting this Saturday. But we want to give you a little backstory because Aspen Ladd sadly is kind of known for her weight troubles, which is just like a really bad look in MMA because you, you you sign a contract one for to, for two things: one to make weight, two to fight. And she always has trouble with half of her contract. Like yeah. that's, that's a thing. So in 2016, when she was in Vic, in Invicta, she missed weight by 2.1 pounds. 
Like, that's a lot. She was fined, which fighters always are, but her opponent did decide to still take the fight, so opponents always have that choice. And then Ladd went on to win with a TKO. That's 2016. Cheap. 2017, she missed weight again. Instead of hitting 135, she was 137.8. And because of that, Leslie Smith decided not to fight her, even knowing she would have gotten 20% of Ladd's purse. And then Ladd even offered her an additional $5,000 to fight. And Smith still said no. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of with it. It's like having more weight and not cutting it is an advantage. I know. I know. But I'm, I'm weirded out about it, too. Um uh... All right, we don't need to talk about yeah. it now. In 2018, Lad looked awful on the scale. I remember George like texting me or like asking me oh, in person. I forgot about he that. He was like, "Did you see that?" And I was like, "No, I don't think I actually want to see it." That's how bad she looked. Like after she got on the scale, she could barely stand up, and then she was taking photos and she was shaking when she was posing. So she did make the weight then but she looked like it was definitely took years off it was awful and then two weeks ago when she was supposed to fight um macy chasson and george was excited she came in at 137 again her goal is 135 and macy decided she didn't want to go through um with the fight and so that's why aspen lad was able to step in this weekend when holly home pulled out because she had been in camp and was cutting weight i don't know how i feel about this but for the most recent weight loss fail she blamed that she wasn't able to cut more because she had just gotten her period dang it's like talk about wilder and excuses like you this is your career you've been doing this you've also been getting your period for years like figure figure it out i don't know what to say i plead the fifth (laughs) so we've mentioned this before but we do hate weight cutting so while i think it is part of their job to make weight i we're against the whole weight cutting thing because it is terrible not just for their their bodies but yeah their lives like they're taking years off their lives with this mm-hmm. um and then i was like oh, i have to i have to like look up more information so look i look at you I doing read, research yeah all right paul felder once cut 25 pounds in five days that's fucking crazy five days how do you lose 25 pounds just sleep in a sauna that sounds real safe Uh, yeah exactly and then other articles cited habib as having to cut as much as 40 pounds to make weight like that's what happens when you're not in a fight camp and you just go off the rails and eat all that tiramisu like fighters should do probably a better job of not ballooning in between not ballooning in between and patty pimlet is a great example oh my god bro fights at 155 holy shit yeah goes up to 190 yeah we have to looks like fat we have to post a before and after it's like crazy so this is though not about aspen lad but it is a perfect time to shout out one championship and i know george has explained this before but i i do want to say it again in one championship they basically ensure fighters compete at their actual weight or 
at least closer to it than cutting 25 pounds in five days or having to cut as much as 40 pounds. And they do this by using hydration testing. And so according to their official site, Mm. and I quote, fighters are tested multiple times for both weight and hydration during fight week. Failure to achieve adequate levels of hydration or weight will result in additional event day testing. And if they are not deemed safe to fight, they they don't. I love this. That's awesome. And uh, I kind of question, though, how Mm -hmm. uh, serious or how uh, much better it is. It's definitely a step in the right direction. And I I love it. I wish there was something even better. But I saw, uh, you know, my love for Gary Tonin. I'm a fucking super huge (laughs) fan of him. And he fights in one. And he does not look happy at his uh, (laughs) weight cuts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There's obviously ways around this too. But yeah, it's what you said. It's a step in the right direction. People are always going to try to fight at different weight classes. And I, I understand that too. Little known fact, uh, weight cutting, because basically I'm at the w- middle in IBJJF weight classes. So I don't have that much weight to lose. I, w- I wish I wish I could, but I would have to <laughs> cut 10 pounds and weigh in the same day as competition. So that's the number two reason why I don't compete. You would either have to cut 10 or I'd have to gain yeah, which is neither is never gonna happen. Neither's happening. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why I don't compete. Uh, number two reason. Number one reason because I'm a pussy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> number three is Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal finally got booked. I can't believe this. We've been talking forever about how uh, Leon Edwards doesn't get fights, and, and he uh, should have gotten this fight literally years ago now yeah but also masvidal has been putting it off and who knows whatever but it's actually fucking happening wow friends i don't know if you guys really have put two and two together because you, uh, you might not have it's easy to overlook but masvidal's like slingshot into superstardom mm-hmm. started in part because of leon edwards masvidal came back this is a story right from the jungle where he spent like three months right. in the dominican republic <laughs> part of a spanish like uh, awesome survivor slash competition where he uh you know found himself and came back as uh the resurrected one the street jesus you know and he comes back he fucking knocks out darren till in england and while and this is on or shortly after saint patrick's day because we were watching it live when we had Mm. our little uh saint patrick's day party for your family over here and uh as Long Island correspondent Patrick Grady, I'm sure, so remember. <laughs> while we were watching it live, Masvidal was giving his little post-fight, like in the back uh, of the of the arena where it was interview, and Leon Edwards and his crew comes up, kind of fucking talking shit, like, "Yeah, I'm, I want to fight you in July. I want to fight you in July." And then that's when Masvidal gave him the three piece and the soda. Yeah, cutting cutting him and freaking making him bleed his own blood. Yeah. <laughs> and then Masvidal gave another famous interview with Brett Akamoto shortly after that where, he's, where that's where he said I had to give him the three piece and the soda and that's also where he said <laughs> which is I love this when people do shit like that with like real real tough motherfuckers go like I, I had to, I had to defend myself his fr- his friends were coming up in an yeah. aggressive manner I didn't know what they could have done they could have killed me yeah <laughs> it's like bro <laughs> which I do that, that was peak Masvidal though I don't feel the same way about him but like when Leon came up to him, his standard pose is like hands behind his back. Like he's such a relaxed guy. He's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to fight you, 
But if you're going to put his life in danger, yeah. well, then you're going to fucking get it. He doesn't have a choice. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it. So this is great news that Leon Edwards, one, has a fight, two, has a money fight, but three, they can finally settle this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I really I'm I really don't know what to expect out of the fight. Like I would have said if you know, if Masvidal still still had that aura about him a little bit, which he still has. He's a, a super dangerous fighter, but he just got knocked out by Kamaru Usman, right? Right. And, and he hasn't fought since then. He beat the shit out of Nate. Uh But so did Leon. But so did Leon. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't do you, do you do you have any early predictions? I would, based on what you just said and just what I know, I would assume Leon Edwards is more prepared, but you can never count Masvidal out. And you can't. That's, it's just going to be fun. I think it's just going to be a fun fight. I hope it, it is fun. I hope it's fun too. Yeah, yeah. And I hope they keep it fun. Yeah. They said it's going to be a three round fight, which I'm actually not angry about That's at, awesome. At all. Good. Um, so yeah, I guess that's really it for this week. We're, we'll go to the PTI rundown. The thieving rundown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Jones is banned from his gym. Thoughts, babe? He should be banned from life. <laughs> MMA accents. Casey O'Neill, who is 7-0 and and just KO'd Antonino Shevchenko, is Scottish and Australian. Yeah, I remember that. I just heard her accent. She was talking about it. So listen to her interview with Ariel to hear the second sexiest accent behind the Queen's Irish <laughs> accent. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, Patty the Batty Pimblet signs a freaking million dollar contract with Barstool Sports. How crazy is that? Follow- what? Like, what is he going to do? He's just going to be a fucking character. He's a character for Barstool. I love that for him. They're betting on him to be the new Connor, you know? Th- that's amazing. Good for him. If you don't follow him on Instagram, follow Patty the Batty. I don't know what the fuck his Instagram is. And if we ever re-listen to our podcast and, and actually do all the things that we say we're going to do, we'll post it during the week. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I was checking tw- Twitter today, and Connor seems to have gotten high again and is talking shit to Ali Abdelaziz on Twitter saying, when you die, I'll celebrate, amongst many other things, posting also that Dagestan is the second highest can- concentration of inbred people in the world. Oh, jeez. Connor, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Happy trails to that mofo. <laughs> Happy fucking trails. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the cherry on top. You want to tell people anything else? I don't. But I am posting on Instagram. There, I said it again. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by our baby girl, Ignatio Luizu. We love you, Maya. 